Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-improvement. If you are here for the first time, I want to welcome you. And if you are returning, welcome back. So when I was doing my meditation to ask, what do I need to talk to the collective about today? You know, I always call in my spiritual team and I ask them, what do people need to hear the most? And it's very interesting how people will send me messages and say, how did you know exactly what I needed to hear? Well, because it wasn't me. It was spirit telling me what you needed to hear. So today, whenever I did my meditation to prepare for this podcast, what I heard was that people need to understand that they need to trust the universe more. So many times we are faced with decisions in life and we don't know where to turn. We don't know what answer we should depend on and we tend to go to other people for help. We don't trust our own intuition. And what I'm being told is that we really need to learn how to rely on ourselves and our own intuition more. The universe is always working behind the scenes on our behalf. And we need to trust that when things come our way and they're for our highest good, the universe is behind it. The universe is giving us these opportunities. And I want to tell you an example from my own life. I've had to depend on myself financially for a lot of things in my life um, since becoming a single mom. You know, it's, it was a struggle for me because I left my first marriage with a lot of debt. Like, I mean, to me, it was crippling debt. It's not really a super amount of debt. If you think of the amount, it was just $8,000 in credit card debt. To me, that was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to pay that off, right? And I was really, really worried about it. Just didn't really know how I was going to pay that off. And to me, it just seemed like a mountain, right? A mountain that could not be moved because it was such a large amount of debt to me. I'd never been in debt that much before. And I was 24 years old, 25. I didn't know what to do. You know, I thought, oh my gosh, there's no way I'm ever going to get out of this. But I knew that, and I've always had a faith somewhere that I'm being taken care of. You know, my faith back then was a little different. It was a little more structured in the... Christian faith and that I I believed in those set rules and everything has to be this way, but I had faith. I had faith in God and I still believe in God. My beliefs are a little different now, but I, I believed in God. I believed there would be a way and slowly there was a way. It was like little baby steps were highlighted for me. The first step was that I was able to start substitute teaching again. And I was able to get in with the Collinsville School District, and they were so kind to me. I was able to get a long-term sub-position, and they were so incredibly nice and great to work with, and I got great experience. And that led me to thinking that maybe I... So that was another step that was lit for me was, well, maybe you need to totally change your career. So I did that. I looked into it, you know, and I I took one class. I started with one class and then I went to full time going to school at night and then working during the day. And that led to other opportunities. So every step on my path has only been lit 
one step at a time, if that makes sense. I couldn't always see the bigger picture. I couldn't always see how it would work out or how it would end up. I can only tell you that it did and that every step along the way was lit for me when it was time for me to see the step. If I had seen the bigger picture ahead, I might have been really overwhelmed because I'm going to tell you that if you showed me, hey, you're going to be going to school full time and working during the day, I would have said, I can't do that. That's too much. That's overwhelming. But doing it one step at a time, I didn't realize, I guess, that it was all that work. You know what I mean? I just did it. And getting a job, it's like all of these steps just kind of lined up for me. I got a job um, in the Northwest School District who have been fabulous to me for 12 years. And it's like a second home. And I never would have thought that I would be teaching out there. I didn't even know where that district was. And to have all of the values align with my own values and to say, I'm like family here. And that was interesting to me too, because it's like an hour away and I drive that commute back and forth. And I would have never, if you told me that you're going to be doing this, I would have said, no, I would never do that. That's crazy. Why would I drive an hour? Yet at the time, you know, that was the position that was open. It's not like German positions come open every day. And that's why I ended up, but I always believe that you end up where you end up for a reason. And I have learned as much from those people as, you know, I feel like people there have learned from me. It's been an amazing exchange of, you know, energy with people in a good way. And I've loved it. And so if you had told me this is what you're going to do, I would have said, no, you're crazy. And that's why I think sometimes we're not able to see the big picture. I feel like if the universe showed us the big picture all at once, we would laugh and say, no, I would never do that. I'm not doing that because we see things sometimes with very narrow views. I would have seen this district and said, no, there's no way I'm going to teach there because first of all, I have to drive an hour. I don't want to do that. Secondly, I don't know anyone out there. Why would I want to go somewhere? I don't know anyone. You know, it would have been all of these little things had I been shown the bigger picture, but in doing things the way that the way they happened for me, the way that it was highlighted for me, it's like, okay, here's a job. You need a job. You need to get out here. And then I had a 50 minute drive. Well, it's through the most beautiful part of Missouri. I think it's beautiful. This drive out there. And in the wintertime when the snow just kind of caps everything, it's gorgeous. I would have ever seen that had I not been out there. Um, friends that I've made out there, co-workers, are the most precious people and I love them so much. I would never have met these people. I wouldn't have met the students that I have who are amazing and I would never have done the things I've done, like stepped into the technology aspect, going into teaching English, all the things that I've done and had the opportunity to do with them, I wouldn't have done probably had I started somewhere else. You know what I mean? Like it was just an opportunity that things kept falling into my lap and it's been so great. But had I looked at the bigger picture, I would have said, no, there's no way I would do that. I'm not going to do that. I don't want to drive an hour. Um, Same thing with going back to school. I would have said, no, I'm not going to do that. How am I going to have a life or have time? And you know, you don't see that Yes, two years out of your life is going to be hectic and crazy, but the end result is beautiful and amazing. And I feel like 
we don't get shown the bigger picture all at once because even though if we saw the beautiful and amazing part, we'd be like, oh yeah, that's why, that's great, I'm keeping going. But we'd have to see the, the not so great part that you have to go through to get to that sometimes. And I was just talking last night on my Facebook Live about how oftentimes people who are very successful, when you look back at their lives, they had to go through a lot of crap to get to the success. They had to go through a lot of ugliness to get to that beauty. And the reason I believe people have to do that is because, first of all, it shows you how strong you are and you learn and grow. And when you want to learn and grow the most, you've got to get into situations that are uncomfortable, that are painful, because that's how you grow and you learn the fastest and you're elevated the fastest is when you do that. So when you look at your life and you see all of these things that happened, you've got to look at things differently. If you dwell on all of the negative in your life and you say, this happened to me and this happened to me and this happened to me and how am I going to get past this? I'm here to tell you, you're looking at it the wrong way. You've got to change your perspective and your mindset. When you look back on those things, and I look back on the things in my life that at the time I was like, why am I going through this? And I literally wanted to curse God because I was so mad. I was so unfair that I had to go through this. It's unfair that I had to end up with an abusive husband. It's unfair that I ended up being a single mom to twins and had all of this debt put upon me by someone else who didn't give a crap that I was going to have to now go and raise these children with minimal financial resources. He didn't care. And that was unfair. It's unfair. Why do I have to do this? And I could have spent my whole time focusing on how unfair it was, but I want to be honest with you. I didn't have time to do that. And at that time, I was in that mindset that I could have sat there forever and felt sorry for myself and wallowed in my self-pity. But anytime I've ever done that, nothing good comes of it. I just am miserable to be around. And I had a choice to either sit there, put my head between my knees and start crying and not deal with anything and choose to ignore it, or... I can pull myself up of bootstraps and get back out there and see what I'm made of. And for me, the only reason, honestly, that I even got back out there and did things was because I knew I had two little babies watching me and I had to be an example for them. And that was really why I did it at first. But afterwards, you know how proud I was of myself and all of the things that I accomplished? It was a great feeling. And if I just decided not to do anything, not to move forward, just to stay where I was and feel sorry for myself, I never would have done any of the things that I did. And I still wouldn't be doing the things that I'm doing. And who am I helping? No one, not even myself. But in taking a new path and seeing things differently... I'm helping a lot of people, including myself. And I guess my point here is that you've got to trust that the universe is behind you. Even if you can only see one step at a time, the universe is behind you going, we've got you, you can do this, keep going. It's like your own little cheerleading section behind you. Only this cheerleading section has amazing abilities to bring you connections that can help you, can help you move forward in your life. 
And I always trust that when situations come to me, opportunities, you know, you could have the momentary weakness of wanting to sit down and go, okay, but if I do this, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if? And you could do that forever and miss out on opportunities that come to you. Or you could say, you know what, this feels right. It feels good in my gut. I'm just going to go with it and I'm going to trust that I'm being taken care of. Because there's so many people out there who aren't doing anything. Wonderful opportunities come toward you and you don't do anything because you're letting your fears take over. You're forgetting who you are and where you came from. You're forgetting that the universe is behind you going, we've got you. It's like they're holding a giant safety net. Like, look, what more do you want us to do? We're right here with this net. If you fall, we've got you. But we don't trust that. It's like one time when I was little, and I don't know if I've told this story. I don't think I have here. But my brother is four years older than me. And he tortured my sister and I when we were growing up. I love him to death now. But growing up, we did not get along. Like I used to tell him I hated him all the time. And of course, now it's the opposite. But back then, is like he went out of his way to find ways to torture my sister and I. And when we were born, they even asked him, they said, oh, are you so happy? You know, you have twin sisters. And he said, all I wanted was one brother. And instead, I got two sisters. So he got the raw end of the deal, according to him. So anyway, he was always doing things to mess with my sister and I and make our lives a living hell growing up. You know, he just lived for that. Well, one time we were at my dad's house for the weekend. And I don't know, I guess I was probably seven, maybe, seven or eight. And he says to me, fall back, I'll catch you. Of course, knowing my brother, anyone would have said, no, I don't trust you. And I did say that at first, you know, I said, no, I don't trust you. No, I don't want to do it. He's like, come on, come on, I promise I'll catch you. I promise. And he would not leave me alone about it. So finally, I thought, well, if he's pestering me this much, you know, maybe he really will. I don't know what I was thinking. You want to be able to trust your siblings, right? So, of course, I fall back, and he moves out of the way, and I hit my head. I fell, and when I fell, I hit my head on the wall. And I had a knot on my head. And I remember I started screaming immediately. And he was like, oh, you're okay, you're okay. Shh, don't tell Dad. Don't, you know, you're fine, you're fine. And my dad, of course, heard me screaming and came running in and said, you know, what happened? And when we told him, I told him the story and what had happened, he just looked at me and like incredulously, like, I cannot even believe that you trusted him, you know? And he said that. He said, why did you believe your brother? And, you know, I was like insulted, highly insulted. He's not going to get in trouble. You're just looking at me like I'm the idiot for believing and trusting in him. But my point is, The universe is not my brother and not like my brother. If you decide that you're going to fall back and trust the situation, unlike my brother, the universe will stand still and will have your back. You know, we just have to believe that. And there's so many times we don't believe that. But I'm going to challenge you to something. 
I challenge you to start asking for signs. If you don't do that already, start asking the universe to give you signs. Universe, if this is the job I'm supposed to take, send me blue butterflies. Universe, if this is the person that I'm supposed to be with or that I should start dating, send me dragonflies. Universe, if this is, you know, where I'm supposed to be, if this is the path you want me to take, send me cardinals. I don't know. Make up your own signs. And you can be specific or you can just leave it up to the universe to send you the sign and you can decipher it and you'll know it's a sign when you see it. But I'm telling you, if you start asking the universe to show up and send you signs, the universe will. But you don't even have to have those concrete signs. You can rely on your intuition. And I know that some of you are going to say to me, but I don't know how to do that. I don't trust it. I know you don't trust it. That's why you're questioning things because you're not going with your gut. The universe hands you these opportunities and you say, I'm not sure. I don't know. Thanks. I'm not sure. Have you ever given someone a gift and they react to you in a way you didn't expect? Like you thought that they would like the gift and you can visibly see that they don't. It kind of hurts a little bit, doesn't it? Imagine the universe pulling the strings to bring you something amazing. And it gets to you and you say, eh, I don't know. Well, that's nice, but I'm not sure. But that's what we do so many times. The universe says, here, I brought you this amazing thing. And you go, yeah, but it's not exactly what I wanted. You didn't buy it in this color and it's not in this size. And I'm not sure. We feel like we have to control so much of the outcome. And we pray, bring me this, exactly this. You know that when you do that, you're putting limitations on the universe. The universe is limitless, infinite, so many possibilities. And you're telling me it has to be this one way. And honestly, when you do that, you're limiting the abundance that you could have. Because we think too small. We don't dream big enough sometimes. When I pray to the universe and I put my manifestations out there and my intentions and this is what I want, I don't say, give me this exact thing. I say, I'd like this, but I'll accept more, this or better. If this is for my highest good, this, but if you have a better idea, go with your plan. Because I know that my visions are hindered by the limitations of my imagination. The universe is not hindered. The universe is limitless and it can bring anything, anything at all, in any way. And I have to learn how to let go of control. I have to learn that the universe knows better than I do. I have to learn that I can't always see the bigger picture. I don't always know when something's for my highest good or not, but the universe does. So do I control everything and make my own decisions based on logic? 
Or do I let go and I allow my gut to tell me what to do? Knowing that the universe is the one putting those gut feelings there. The universe is saying to me, we've got you. The reason this feels like a yes is because it's a yes, because we're telling you go for it. Or the reason this feels like a no and it feels like work and it feels so difficult is because we're putting blocks up on purpose. I will pray that. If this is not for my highest good, block it. Put up clear blocks to me so either I don't get the job or, you know, it's very obvious this isn't for me. And every time I've prayed that, it happens. When things aren't meant for my highest good, I am totally blocked from them. And I don't get frustrated and I don't get mad. I just say, okay, that's interesting, but that must mean this wasn't for my highest good. And almost all of the time, I'm right. It wasn't. Actually, I would say all of the time because I've never had something blocked for me that I end up finding out was amazing. Usually it's just this wasn't for you because this school was a terrible environment or this became a part-time position and not full-time. You know, there's so many different scenarios. So many different. Or I've had people tell me, you dodged a bullet there. How many times I've heard that? You dodged a bullet. Yeah, I know that because I have the world's best bulletproof vest protection. I've got the universe on my side. And the universe knows what's for my highest good and what isn't. And I just have to learn to let go and trust. And I know you're sitting there going, how do I do that? It's hard. I know it is. One of the first things you can do is to stop overthinking. Quit allowing your fear to take over because when you are overthinking, that is your ego taking over and your brain trying to decipher every little thing that can happen. And all you're doing is putting yourself in your own mental prison, causing yourself anxiety for no reason. Look, if something doesn't pan out exactly the way that you thought it should or would, it's not the end of the world. It's your ego that's taking the hit, and that's it. And who cares? Your ego is horrible anyway. Ego is not doing anything for you but keeping you small and safe. You got to learn to decipher what is your ego and what is your intuition. And your ego is the fear-based stuff. Your ego is the stuff that keeps rolling over and over and over and over and your mind won't leave you alone. That's your ego. Your intuition, you hear in like one to three seconds of a thought, that's your intuition. What comes after that is usually your ego adding on to it saying, but what if the but, the what if, that's your ego. Your, this is what you should do. The first three seconds, that's your intuition. So you need to practice getting really still, really quiet, and just listening to yourself. Practice the yes and the no. Where does yes feel like in my body? Yes feels like, for me, stomach, butterflies. No feels like chest pressure. 
Some people feel it in their head. It's totally up to you where you feel it. You've got to get used to doing that practice of saying the yes over and over. And where did you feel that? Saying no over and over. Where do you feel that? And then get really quiet. And then ask yourself the question. Would this job be a good fit for me? Am I going to like living in this town? Ask yourself the yes or no questions. and Where do you feel it? Because that's your gut. That's your intuition. You see, your higher self has all of the answers already. We just have to learn how to connect, get tuned in to figure out what is for our highest good. It just takes practice. I've got a couple of meditations out there that can help you if you want to get on my website and check those out. There's a third eye opening, which is also helpful in tapping into that intuition. So go check those out. You know, I try to make all of my meditations affordable for people so they can have them and use them as much as they need. And, you know, if you want to work with me and figure things out even more, just go to my website, check out what I offer. And I have so many ways you can get a hold of me, contact me, just reach out. I try to get back in touch with people as soon as possible. So reach out to me. Don't feel afraid. I'm just a human like you who was screwed up. And I've found my way out of the darkness into the light. And I can help you do the same. Well, guys, I wanted to pull a card for you before I left. So the card I pulled is from the Archangel Oracle deck. It is clairvoyance. I think this is very interesting because we're just talking about tapping into that intuition. And there's so many ways you can do that. Some people hear things. Some people know things. Some people see things. Some people feel things. I am more of I can feel it and I just know sometimes. So clairvoyance here is the knowing. Archangel Raziel, he says, I'm helping your spiritual sight to awaken fully so you can clearly see heavenly love. And I want to read the extended for you because I feel like this is a message some people need to hear. I know there are a lot of people who are tapping into their gifts right now and awakening to them. It says your clairvoyance may come in different forms as fleeting mental images in your mind's eye, as dreams, as recurring sights in the physical world, as auras and as energy, or as apparition experiences. All of the facets of clairvoyance are beautiful and varied. Enjoy and trust them. Hold the intention of seeing only love, and that is what you'll see. When you work with Archangel Raziel, his aura holds all the colors of the rainbow, like a beautiful prism of light, working with clear quartz crystals magnifies clairvoyance and helps you to feel closer to Raziel. So if you want to work with Raziel, it's R-A-Z-I-E-L, you can pray to Raziel to help you opening your clairvoyance. And you can use clear quartz crystal when you meditate or pray. Holding it can help you. Well, guys, I want to thank you so much for being with me. And I want to apologize because for some reason the last two days, there's been something wrong with my podcast. It hasn't been going to all of the different uh, media forms, media outlets that it's supposed to be, not on Spotify or iTunes. I don't know what's going on. The only thing I can tell you is that 
I was uploading them from a computer and now I've just been using my phone. So that could be what's going on. I'm going to try doing things differently and see if that helps. But I appreciate all of you who reach out to me and say, hey, it's not working. I don't know it's not working until you let me know. And I am recording this every day, so I don't want you to miss anything. So if it is not recording correctly, please reach out and let me know. I appreciate any feedback you can give me. And I appreciate you leaving reviews, stars, or just written review from wherever you're listening, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Podbean. I really, really appreciate that. It helps me to get my word out and to let people you know, know I'm here and help them because I'm here to help people heal themselves. So I appreciate you spreading the message and the word. And thank you to all of those who came to my Facebook Live. Don't forget, every Tuesday at 7 Central, I do a free card reading. And you can go back and watch the replays. Even if you weren't there for the live, go back and check that out. And I want to thank you guys so much. I am sending you massive love and light, and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.